0: Hello there, and welcome to the INFJ Journey podcast. I am Ariane Kveliaks, an INFJ art writer, podcaster, storyteller, and founder of the INFJJourney.com. No one is you, and that is your power. This could be a pretty good way of getting the gist of the INFJ's life experience. Yet our journey is no walk in the park. It is one of unique challenges and hard to get rewards. One of deep solitude and constant battle to find a way, our way, to turn our unique gifts and our vision into reality. But you are not alone in this world. There are others just like you. On this podcast channel, we discuss all things INFJ. This is our place where we can be what we truly are, share our thoughts, our questions, our dreams, our insights, our epiphanies, our challenges, and our vision. This is our journey too, where you are seen, heard, and understood as well. There's never been a better time than now to share our stories with the rest of the world, so go ahead and join us on a journey of discovery and endless imagination. The flood is the news, but Noah is the story, Julie Ham. Hello, hello, my dear fellow INFJs. It's been a week since our last podcast episode and a very, very good week indeed because we reached the very essential milestone of 1000 podcasts download, downloads, sorry. And I'm very happy about that, of course, but so, so very grateful to you, my dear fellow INFJs, because it is for you and because of you that this podcast channel exists and it is successful and on its way to to gather even more INFJs around me and making me able to give you valuable and actionable content for your INFJ journey. So again, my dear fellow INFJ, a very warm thanks to all of you for tuning in each week to the INFJ journey podcast channel. So today's episode is episode number 13, and it is called Here's to the rarest ones, to us. Because as INFJs, you are, we are all unique. Everything about us is unique. People told us that we are unique, but also that we are weird and so sensitive. And in their mouth, it's either a compliment or a subtle way of criticizing criticizing us, hard to tell sometimes. But in both cases, it's an acknowledgement that we are, that you are, so very different. In fact, you are a breed part, and there's nothing wrong about it, as we are going to dive deep into what makes us INFJs, what makes us the rarest ones, and why we should embrace that uniqueness instead of feeling worried about. You are going to hear me say very often that we are unique. And I apologize in advance for those of you who are getting bored of hearing that. But if we don't state that, often enough, then my fear is those of us who are not fully aware that it is some kind of blessing in disguise, then there are going to be again INFJs in distress, INFJs, very unhappy INFJs, as I see it often when I browse on, on the social media, especially on YouTube. And many, many YouTube channels where I can see that people are debating in length a to why they are so anxious, worried, unhappy, etc., etc. And it makes me very unhappy too, because because basically it is like someone was telling us all the time that we are not worth it, that, that it's, it's all right to feel so bad about ourselves because we are IMGs, and that's it. But I think it's it's not the proper way of looking at things about us. Energies and we are, of course, as I said, unique, weird, sensitive, rare. In fact, we are the rarest of all, and it is something that we shouldn't be ashamed of. And it's not something that we are going to put on our business card, of course. But it is something that should that should be with us in a clever way, and I mean. What I mean by that is something that we are aware of, but not, um, we are not basking into it, but we are aware of it. And because we are aware of it, it is something that can give us additional strength and maybe courage sometimes when we are, um, uh, struggling with things, when we are in, in predicaments of all kinds. And if, we have that in the back of our head, then we are able to to go through anything in life. And in today's episode 13, basically what we are going to do, we are going to, to it's, it's a, it's a close-up uh, 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 look at our INFJ journey. Because um, when I created uh, the website and the podcast channel, I, I didn't want to focus on the MBTI personality test and explain to, to you why you are. Uh, what you are and why you are uh, and why you're uh, acting in that way because of, of the personality tests and your function stacks and so on and so forth. Because I think it is it is not useless, but it is something that you can do on your own. You can go to a website and you can read things. But I, I strongly believe that it's only the beginning. And after you've read all the, the proper explanations about your personality then you embark on your journey and that's the the very moment where you will you will find me you will find me between you having uh informing yourself enough about the MBTI personality test and about your personality as an INFJ and you embracing it or starting to embrace it going on your embarking on your infj journey and at, at the at the very age of these two words or ways uh whatever you will find me and you will find me to share experiences with you to share our journey with you to to help you better better travel better set your course better navigate the 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 the, the muddy waters of INFDNs because it's, it can get muddy sometimes, believe me. But this is a journey and you are not alone in it. And you can find comfort, help, and uh, you can see that it's able, it's possible for you to, to relate and to learn things while you are doing those things, not to learn things in books, because obviously you can read books without me. But you you will have a nicer and perhaps more more nourishing more fulfilling journey if you journey with us and with me so uh a close up, as I, as I said before, a close up look at our iron energy journey, and it's it's also a lucid one. It's not a, a one that we, where you will have me say all the time that you are the best of the best, the, the the cream of the cream, and so on and so forth. But I think that we have a lot to offer the world, the, the, uh, a lot. To contribute. And we are going to see now how and with what. And if I have done my job correctly, at the end of this podcast episode number 13, you will no longer shy away from your INFJ-ness. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Why do we care so much? Why is everything so real, so meaningful, so personal? Let's face it, nobody is prepared to be an INFJ. It's a privilege many would rather turn down had they known beforehand what it means to be one in the first place. I don't know about you each, o- I don't know about I- each of you guys, but if I had to guess, I would say that you were a lonely shite, very sensitive, uh, very, um, very within your mind, uh, maybe aloof, uh, with few Real friends, secretive and uh, with uh, trust issues, of course. Very low tolerance to noise, to excitation, to uh, small talks, of course. And a general dislike, although maybe unconscious, uh, for physical contact, for close physical contact. And you daydreamed a lot. You overthink. Of a photo or of a thing a lot. And you you perhaps you you even talk to yourself. I know I did. And you even laugh at your own jokes. And we all know that we have a very witty and sometimes a bit a bit cruel um, sense of humor. That is not to say that we are cruel, but we can be in, in our sense of humor. Anyway, uh, chances are you felt different from everybody, including your own family. And if you were like me, you probably felt like an alien, a black sheep. People would spot you quickly and kick you out of this planet. And you got stuck sometimes in a the INFJ loop, although maybe at the moment, some of you anyway, don't know what an INFJ loop is, but you got stuck in your thoughts. That's the general idea. And on the top of that, your mind is like a machine that never stops, even by nighttime. And it never lets you rest. It it basically creates imaginary words day in and day out. And very often, those world feel more real than the so called real world the world inside your head <coughs> i'm sorry about that and you 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 have difficulty to maybe as a child as a young INFJ to distinguish between the two and it's all right it's absolutely normal at that point and although you were only a child at that point you've started to doubt your sanity I know I did I did I doubted my sanity many times around in my life because I was uh, so alone and I didn't have anybody I could have related to uh, about my my nature so I I doubted my sanity and I thought I was some kind of crazy person, although I wouldn't have dared to share that thought with anybody. And you 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 basically doubted everything. Perhaps your sanity is, is the first one of them. And how, how could you not? Because everything about you screams weirdness, singularity, psychological maladjustment in a way. And simply put, you are an INFJ and you are the rarest of them all. And your life, it's its better to know it now than, than finding out later on. Your life, I'm sorry about that, but your life as an INFJ will never be easy. And it will never, it will never be banal, mundane, and never. You will never, or very rarely, feel like you are understood, and it's very harsh because it, it's. It feels lonely, uh, not being understood and appreciated for what you are, and you will probably have many, many periods where life is tough, and where life is lonely, and where life is very complicated but then- very likely more complicated than it has to be. And you will, you will have but a few rewards in your life. But those rewards will make for all the trouble you are going to get into as an INFJ. Why? Because those rewards will be big, huge, humongous rewards as an INFJ and priceless rewards. So don't despair yet. And as INFJ, we all started our life as enigmas to ourselves. And I bet if you are a young an INFJ, you are feeling that feeling right now because you don't really understand yourself. And maybe there is nobody around to explain to you that what you're going through is normal because you are an INFJ. So you are you are more likely an enigma to yourself. And right off the bat, it seems that we've got the double sentence. We've got the First sentence is because people don't get us, don't get, don't get the way we are wired. They don't understand understand uh, us, and then we don't understand ourselves either. So it's kind of uh, a double sentence in the way that we we don't get satisfaction outside ourselves and within ourselves. So it's tough, tough, you know what, but it's not all the picture. And maybe you're asking yourself questions like, what is my purpose? Am I crazy? Am I bipolar? Am I schizophrenic? Am I an alien? Is there an end to that nagging anxiety feeling I feel all the time? Why am I here? Am I an alien, this guy, as a human being? Is it normal to believe that you are special, even though you're the only one who seems to believe that. All these questions are perfectly normal. Don't worry. And for those among us who also are psychics, the feeling of permanent and nagging otherness, overworldliness, can become quickly intolerable. And I guess I could go on and go on forever with this endless list of INFJs, strangeness, queerness, clumsiness, etc, etc. But that's not what matters most. What matters most is what we NFGs can achieve, not despite what we are or or despite who we are, but because of it. And we are going to see things that are going to be hopefully useful to you. So instead of telling you again things you probably already know about being an INFJ, about being the rarest of all, Uh, I'd like to share with you some of the most precious discoveries I made about being an INFJ. And I hope that would help you. So let's go. Discovery number one, we will never fit in. And this is a blessing in disguise. Because the world basically is not a massive jigsaw. It's not a puzzle. And you are not a piece of that puzzle trying desperately to fit in. And although our need for acceptance is us, maybe us, or maybe even uh, bigger, uh, real than non-INFG people, our need for acceptance acceptance and social pressure makes us believe we're never going to fit in on our own terms. So it's better to compromise and after alter our nature if we want to be part of society. And the big myth of fitting in is very harmful to us INFJs and it needs to be debunked. Uh, The sooner the better because INFJs purpose or INFJs destiny or fate, call it what you will, but it's not to fit in. Never has been, never will be. And I'm telling you that because I am very, very strongly, deeply, utterly convinced that INFJs are trailblazers. And they were born to cross boundaries and to create new ways of looking at the world and everything in it. And to an INFJ, it makes absolutely no sense at all trying to fit in any kind of category. And it is utterly absurd. Uh, it's a waste of time. And clearly, it's completely counterproductive. Uh, but of course, it is what I did because in all honesty, I, I was like uh, most of us uh, INFJs I started as a child. I started as an enigma to myself. And I started by feeling, uh, so weird, so unlike all other people, so wanted to be part of a community or group or whatever. So I, 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 I compromise. I, I hid my true nature. I, I was in my own corner of the world, uh, trying to adjust, trying to to make pretend uh, I was somebody else, something else, because I wanted to, fin- to fit in. And of course I did it. And it's not that I'm proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it. It's just part of the process, you know? The process of discovering what and who you are and the process of getting rid of everything that is not you. And during that process, you are going to make mistakes, and you are going to do foolish things. And even though you are the rarest of all, you are going to be silly at times. And I was silly. I was pretending I was an extrovert. I was pretending things didn't, didn't harm uh, my sensitivity. I was pretending I was a good nature. I didn't care. And today is another day, and so on and so forth. I was pretending all those things because I saw. So Desperately wanted to be accepted somewhere. I thought if I behaved like other people, like the extroverts, then I would be accepted like they, they were or like they are. And my life will basically be a, a simple and manageable one. But, mm, Boy was I wrong to think that because not only did I fail, but uh, I completely obliterated my own needs and my own nature and it took me a very long time to to reconnect me with with what I, I truly am. And it was Not silly, not something I should be ashamed of, but clearly it was a a, a waste of time. And my concern for you, my fellow INFJs, is that you are not wasting too much of your precious time. And it begs, it, it can beg anywhere the question, uh, because we we want to be accepted and we want to fit in, so we we pretend we 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 fake things in a certain way. It, it begs the question: uh, are, are we as an I, as INFJs wearing a mask? And because we have this this natural chameleon-like ability, uh, it's it can be dangerous because once you chameleon too much, so to speak, you 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 risk to lose control over what you are truly deep down under underneath those those layers of pretend and uh, of make believe so it's good to be able to adapt but don't adapt too much uh and unfortunately it, it is it, it takes time to realize that we will never fit in and it takes a a kind of strong person to realize that you will never fit in because it's it- it, it can feel very lonely out there, knowing that you will never have um, a proper um, relationship with the world and everything in it. And basically, what what is what what is happening often to us is uh, we we have that sort of clean slate when we realize that we will never fit in. And what I mean by that is, once we are fully realized that we will never fit in, we we will. N- no longer waste waste time trying to adjust to the world. And so we have that, that mental, that inner, that emotional clean state that makes us able to write our new story and to erase everything that will never have its place in our story, and it's a good thing when, it, when you think of it uh, in a deeper way, y- you you discover that it's a blessing, truly, because you. It's like saying to someone, "Okay, you are going to go somewhere." And it's a very long journey. But unfortunately, you are never going to have money to do your journey. And if you are starting your journey, it's it's very tough because you know yet you're going to fight to journey. But if you know it right off the bat, you are going to win sometime because you are going to know that you will have a tougher way, a tougher journey, but if you know it beforehand, then you adjust with the the challenges of your journey, and you are able to to think in your head. Okay, I won't have a sort of uh, savings that will help me uh, go through my journey, but I'm going to to work along the way along my journey, and I will, uh, and I will. Um, uh, feed myself, a fan for myself with my own work, with my own efforts. And it's tough, but you know it beforehand. So you're not wasting any time. And so you are becoming stronger and you are, you are creating a different story, knowing that the journey will be harsh, but you are, you have everything in it, in, in yourself to make it a, a, a valuable journey, a remarkable even journey. And I I stopped trying to fit in the day I finally realized that I already had all the answer within myself truly it's not because I was too proud to take advice from somebody but it's because I I realize very very clearly realize that for most of of the the challenges I would have in my journey as an INFJ, I already have in my in my head, in my heart, in my in my uh, in my spirit. All the the answer I just have to to dig deep down, find some maybe uh, surprising uh, strength and abilities I wasn't aware of. But doing that digging by myself and fighting my own fight by myself, it makes me so much stronger than waiting for someone to give me things or waiting for someone to grant me access to whatever community I wasn't really part of in the first place. And of course, in all honesty, again, as a younger INFJ, I tried. I tried, uh, I tried to, um, to, to fit. I tried to, to belong. I tried to, to be all the things I I I uh, I wasn't, and of course I, I I I tried like anybody else. I tried things, and it it, it was it was a waste of time. I'm oh, sorry about that, but uh, uh, it uh, because I, I told you before, I already had all the answers, and it makes it made me um, even weirder, if it's possible, when I realized that. I was wasting my time trying to adjust. And as a rule, I, as a child and a, as a teenager, because I was uncertain of many things, I, I, I tried things that others have tried before me because I was thinking that because they were much cleverer than I was, I better try what they already tried and I, I would have a better chance at succeeding. Uh, putting my 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 feet in their in their path in their trodden path and I, I i wasn't i wasn't confident enough to to say i won't i won't tread your path i will tread my own so i tried theirs and of course it didn't work and because it didn't work each time it didn't work i felt like i was a failure because basically i was thinking well they did that and it succeeded. It it worked for them. Why isn't this working for me? I'm I'm applying the same the same recipe. Why can't I succeed the way they did? And the answer is because they want INFJs and I was so their solution couldn't possibly apply to my problems and this it is a realization that takes many years and it, it, of course if you are a lucky one or a gifted INFJ maybe you will not waste so much time figure out those things but for me it was like that because I'm a late bloomer too so um I, I, I took quite a long time uh, Realizing that I was applying wrong solution to a wrong situation. Uh, and he, he, the day I realized that uh, it was a, a very bright day for me because it saved me so much useless efforts. And perhaps, uh, perhaps the real deal, when it comes to fitting in or not, perhaps the real deal is not so much to, to belong or to to fitting, but to relate. And I like this image of a, of a pebble thrown into the water, because it makes silent ripples that go from tiny ripples to huge ripples. And those ripples are very much our energy way of being what we are. I think it's a very good metaphor, for the way we, we are as an INFJ. And I, I much prefer the, the, the concept of relating to things or persons as the concept of fitting or belonging, because those those two, to me, they don't mean much. I don't know about you guys, but to me, not so much. And the discovery number two I met as an INFJ, it's that time is not, that time is a tool, sorry, but not an escape. We should not, in an ideal world, escape from the world because we are so very gifted with escapism. We got used to it and we got used to practicing it uh, every day. But an escape is what it is, an escape. And you won't grow from escaping things or people or problems. And just because INFGs are visionaries, it doesn't mean that we should neglect or take time for granted. And what I mean by that is that the older I, I get and the more aware I become of time, not simply because I got older, Obviously, but because I know how easy it is for INFJs to experience time at different levels, to explore it simultaneously, and to project our mighty mind in it, into it, and we we can get lost passing time in our mind back and forth. And I know that oftentimes INFJs are called. Uh, slow thinkers, but I don't think it's quite accurate. I think that we are deep thinkers, very deep thinkers. And our minds obviously needs more time to process things, to appreciate them, and finally to come up with original ideas or uh, solutions of our own. And because our mind is so busy creating gazillions of scenarios, stories, ideas, and much more, it's easy for us to follow each of those pathways to new connections, to new visions, to new epiphanies until we we end up neglecting uh, our time here and now with or without. And in a way, we end up misusing the present. And the present is of great value to, you know, my fellow energies, Because if we are very philosophical about time, we could say, I guess, that now is the only thing that we truly have, because the past is already done, it's written, it's done. And the future, you have no power uh, over it, or so 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 little. So n- now it's what we can work with, and enjoy, and experience, and share, and and uh, rejoice, and uh, and uh, bask into, it and whatever. But now is very important, and we we when we do what we do which mean create inner words, inner realities. Uh we we tend to to view them as more real than the so-called real world. And that too is a, is a very dangerous trap. Uh, and I, and I'm the first one to say that our inner world is very vivid, very powerful, very mighty, very, uh, imaginative and creative and all that. But, um, the real world is where we are going to confront, uh, everything that is inside of us uh, with the rest of the world we are going to uh, get some feedback we are going to experience to adjust to to reset our course we are going to progress we are going to get some uh, some some couple of kicks in uh, to our butts and we are going to get rewards as well but we are going basically to be in the arena and and uh, fighting our battle and getting some 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 rewards and some feedbacks and some some applause sometimes and uh, and some celebration time as well so this is the the now is our arena and the out inner world is where we maybe we can digest it all where we can um um uh, work uh with New ideas, new patterns, new connection, new whatever, uh, in our own pace, with our own uh, goals. But the now makes us uh, more aware of everything we have to do just to carry on with our life. So if it were only for that, it's valuable to spend some time in the now. And for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, uh, it took me years to fully grasp, but the difference between the two—the real world and my inner world—and to learn how to make good use uh, of, of uh, the time I I spent in my inside my head and treat time, learn to treat time as an asset, not as a commodity, and not as a, a way to escape uh, our challenges. As energies, and the discovery number three I made as an energy is that nobody is coming to my or to your rescue. And wh- when I say that, I'm fully aware that it may sound harsh. It may some sound like sounds like it's a desperate thing to 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 hear, but it's not at all. It's not in the way I I I. I uh, I say it. And despite our difficulties to adjust to the world and all the suffering that goes with it, nobody is and should come to our rescue because we all have our journey to make and we can share trunks of our journey with other people. But basically, our journey is our journey and we we are the ones making it, and if we if we waste time waiting for someone to come to our rescue, and basically we are getting lazy and dependent, uh, and neglecting. Uh, our treasure trove as which is our imagination, our, our powerful mind, our empathy, our connectedness with the rest of the world, our sensitivity, our, our ability to see things that other people can't, can't see. And all those things are like muscles. They need to be trained and trained, and we need to rehearse uh, uh, as much as we can to make them uh, strong, fit, and and ready to serve us. And it is in that way that I said that nobody is and should come to our rescue. And uh, much of the quality of our fate will depend on our ability to manage on our own. And we, we mustn't accept to be distracted by someone coming to our rescue. Of of course it's it's fine when someone is nice with us and and and, and is Trying to help us, of course we ought to to accept it if we very, very clearly need it, but we shouldn't be dependent on it that's the, That's the i am I'm, I'm allowing myself to make now and as a ninefj kid, I had a, a, a rather unsettling childhood, and I remember having hope for some sort of savior in my life for a long time because my life was tough was lonely and i felt like i was an alien as i told before and i would have appreciated i'm sure a helping hand but i i I didn't get a a true helping hand uh i got uh people who were willing to help me sometimes starting with my own mother but um I know even though it wasn't conscious I know I wasn't dependent on their coming to my rescue because I already was uh, very proud of myself and very proud of the the weird me if I may say so so I I accepted helping hand but I wasn't dependent on them and it is difficult to to accept that as a child that you you should go st- uh, a thicker skin, a stronger, uh, muscle, instead of waiting for someone, uh, who, who will, who like to help you, uh, with whatever endeavor you are facing. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's, it's tough love, as, would say so. Uh, and tough love, we all know that we, we, we all need some, uh, sometimes in our life. So, uh, tough love, a uh, meaning for us. And FGs, uh, not whining about our our um, challenges, our suffering, our uh, whatever roadblocks that we have in our life, because obviously we have many of them. But tough love is what we get when we are strong enough. Perhaps in the beginning of our life we are not strong enough to endure uh, those kind of things, and we are not strong enough to accept tough love. But as soon as we have uh, become stronger as I then a little bit of tough love sometimes from time to time is good for us. It goes for the morale as well. And uh, I'm not saying all those things because I think I'm a hero and I'm better than you are. Uh, I'm not a hero, far from it. And I don't think that I'm better than you are. I'm just me. And maybe I'm more advanced in my energy journey than you are, but a hero, certainly not. But more aware, certainly yes. And clearly, we all have different lives, but the sooner the better we we grow some skin, uh, some thick skin, and we uh, adapt to the challenges of our life, the better. And I know maybe some of us are not prepared for that. I'm aware of that too. And my only advice to those who feel like they're not ready for that is to make yourself ready. And Making yourself ready is to read things about what you are, to try to, to meet with other INHs if you can, if you are able to spot them, and maybe to join some community if you want to. It's up to you. But don't wait for solutions and for people to save your, you know what, uh, Prepare yourself for the big fight, even though you may think that you are not prepared to face the fight, but pretend that you are prepared for it and connect your soul and your mind to whatever may help you to become a more aware energy because in awareness you will find all kind of help and it is one of these precious things life can grant to you awareness is one of them uh, it's it's the way sometimes life works its magic by giving you a pair a new set of eyes uh, eyes that make you able to see things in a w- wiser more inspired way as an energy and discovery number four I made was we don't necessarily have to choose as I and I explain what I mean by that. Uh, the society puts a lot of pressure on us to choose. You have to choose between this and that. You have to be either that or either this or that. You have to uh, prepare to be a mechanic or a surgeon you have to be uh, a cashier or you have to be uh, a farm worker and so on and so forth society is always putting pressure on us, on everybody, not just INFJs, but everybody. And the way society puts pressure uh, on INFJs is by making them convinced that they have to choose. You have to choose between being what you are or being an extrovert, meaning by that, or implying by that, that extroverts will have a better life than than introverts would. And to us, INFJs, that kind of pressure is utterly damaging Because we need more time to explore things and we are deep thinkers so putting pressure on a young uh teenager for for instance and telling him or her that he or her have to uh to choose a a a, a line of work uh when he or she is 16 and uh, expecting that person to become what he has to become uh um uh, according to society it's putting uh, a, a, a humongous pressure on uh, uh, someone who is by by nature a, a deep thinker and someone who is so uh, rich uh, within his or her head that he, basically you are demanding that person not to be himself or herself and it's way too much to ask someone to renounce being what he or she is and it's unfair too and very inappropriate so don't don't choose choose if you want to choose but don't choose because society tells tell you to choose between this and that choose what you want or need to choose but don't choose because society puts pressure on you to choose because they are not you they are not going to live your life in your stead so choose choose if you want to choose. And perhaps it might sound pretentious to say that, but I believe we can be brave and afraid altogether. We can be tough and very afraid together and all together. And we can be very practical about things and very much connected to the unseen as well, all together again. And not to mention the fact that we are FJs, we already have our feet in two words, two different words, the, the so-called real world and our world, which is our a world. And it is something that we all do by by nature, by default, just because we are INFJs. So we are already doing that kind of gymnastic uh, as, as young INFJs. So don't tell us to choose. We already uh, motion through those two, two words uh, from the beginning. So don't tell us what we have to do. We do what we want. And our In a word, as INFJs is vital to us. It is our creativity fabric. It is basically where we are storing, imagining, connecting turning our ideas and our vision into reality so it's 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 like blood uh um, in our veins we need that we need it's a pulse too we need that kind of energy uh flowing inside our head and inside our our our, our neural pathways and inside our heart and whatever we we are We are uh, very dependent on uh, on that juicy uh, flow inside our head and and our veins and our mind and our spirits. So we don't have to choose why should we? And for us, uh, the real choice is that if there is one to have, to make, is choosing between our inner world and uh, I- inside our inner world, between the images, the voices, the ideas, the stories, the visions, the epiphany, and so on and so forth. It's basically uh, narrowing things down inside our head, but not narrowing things down uh, in the so-called real world because pressure tells us to do so. Again, don't tell us what to do. And discovery is Number five that I made is we can see. If we can see it, then we can make it real. And what I mean by that is how many times did I hear that phrase? What are you looking at? And as an INFJ, I got very irritated by this question because I, I thought and I still think it's a silly question to ask. Uh I, I look at what I want and if and, and if you by any chance look at the same things that I do and don't see the things that I do, then tough, you know what, but I'm not going to explain what I do if I don't feel like I want to explain things. And I I, I bet many of you felt kind of embarrassed by those by this question and you even maybe started to think like it's better for you to to look at things when you're alone because uh, you are getting increasingly tired of people asking you that question silly question again. And to me, there were a time Oftentimes more uh, more real than real life. I mean, the the times when I was uh, looking at things, people seems not to see, and what what I saw those those precious. Uh, moments where I look at things, uh, they, they nourished me and they inspired me and they made me stronger and maybe wiser in a way. And they made me grow, basically. And I think it's one of our biggest challenges as, uh, as the rarest once is getting used to seeing things and not feeling like you're insane because you are seeing those things other people can't see or won't see. And again, it's a challenge you are going, it's a battle you are going to fight alone because nobody can see what you see and nobody understands what it means to you. So this battle of discerning, uh, between the things that you see, those who are going to make you wiser, happier, stronger, and those who are not going to do so much of this. And this is the real challenge. But again, as an INFJ, as the rarest ones, you are going to fight that battle. Maybe not always alone, but very often alone. Be prepared for that, my fellow INFJs. And channeling our visions as INFJ, uh should be for us uh, the proper way of of uh, growing as human beings, and even learn to make those part of a, a permanent part of our uh, thinking system, of our producing system. By producing system, I mean the things that you are able to produce thanks to your vision, your 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 uh, ability to connect uh, to the unseen and tap into the unseen, and it's. Uh, you can leverage these and you can you can make them uh, an unfair advantage for you and for for instance uh, i give you a concrete example when i was a child i already told you about me discovering painters especially Vermeer when i was a child because i was looking at a, a reproduction of uh, the lace maker by Vermeer and it was my first uh, real encounter with painting and when i was a child i used to look at many art pictures in in magazines and old magazines and so on. And I was literally mesmerized by them. And each of them told me a story. And each of them told me uh, learn, uh, taught me uh, how to experience some things that I wasn't um, mature enough to experience the proper way. By proper way I mean uh, experience them uh, with some benefits attached for you as an AJ. Um, and not only those uh, those pictures uh, told me story, uh, stories, stories. Uh, when I was looking at them, but they also uh, taught me, uh, showed me a way uh, about a, a way to what, basically, what, what about what if, about what could, what could be possibly happening. If I were to explore those pictures beyond uh, their edges, what would I see? What would I experience? What would be the results if I were to let my mind uh, um, um, wandering throughout those pictures and and beyond their edges? What would be the result? What would be the benefit for me as an INFJ and as an INFJ and basically what I realized after a couple of years is that if I see things, okay, those things, only me could see them, okay. But it doesn't mean that they are less real just because it's only me. And those things were getting me uh, things that I couldn't have had uh, if I had not uh, looked at them. Uh, and what I mean by that is that taught me to look. They taught me to relate. They taught me to experience. Experience. they taught me to got uh, in uh, maybe peace is not the right word uh, to express what I want to express but they taught me maybe a more balanced uh, way to experience the world because I had all the tools that I needed to face it and I wasn't so alone uh, f- uh, facing the, the big world uh, as an INFJ so it was precious realizing that if I could really see things, then I I almost automatically got the tools to make uh, the things that I was seeing when I was tapping into the unseen real. Basically, what I'm telling you is that your mind as an INFJ is so powerful that it can turn what you see to something real. And this is something, my dear fellow INFJs. Uh, and I also realized that I could capitalize on those things and I capitalizing, I did because I became an art writer. So basically I capitalized on looking at things and uh, writing about them and uh, collecting thoughts and, and words and emotions and everything in it about them. And because art writing is... At the crossroad of looking and and writing, basically what I did is exactly that. I saw things, I look at those things and they became real because they became real the day I started to write about them because they they gained a dimension of reality that was only in my head at the beginning and became a production of my spirit that I can share with other people, INFJs or not. And perhaps one way of becoming a mature INFJ is simply that uh, it's welcoming our visions and choosing the one that have the potential to become real and make them useful first to yourself and then, if it's possible, to the rest of the world. And I, I, I would like you, my dear fellow INFJ, to make no mistake. Uh, You are the story. I started this podcast episode by saying the flood is the news, but Noah is the story. And that's exactly what I mean. You are the story. You are the ones, each and every one of you, uh, that would make things happen. Without you, no stories, no stories to tell. And it it is because of that that you you should and you must take good care of yourself as an high energy, not neglecting yourself in any possible way. And as an high energy, there will there will be there will always be gazillions of instances where you will feel awkward and ashamed and embarrassed that, uh, like you don't fit anywhere and that you are even useless uh, to yourself and to society and those feelings they are normal it is part of being an INFJ but it doesn't follow that you must endure uh, those feelings without doing anything about it uh, for those of you who are still young, I would say don't worry. You will get on top of your high eventually. You will get on top of your high-energy game, so to speak. But you have to do the work. Nobody is going to do the work in your stead. And because you are the story, you also are the storyteller. And if you are fully aware of that, then you are not only the rarest one, but the most useful one to yourself and to your community and to the rest of the world. And you will learn to channel your superpowers as an INAJ. And you already know your superpowers. Yet there's intuition. There is empathy. There is compassion. There is vision. There is connectedness. There is seeing patterns. There is being, be the ability to experience things uh, beforehand. The ability to be, uh, in, in different, uh, parts uh, of time. The ability to, to to feel uh, what the world needs and so on and so forth. These are your superpowers, and they are the list is, is still open as we speak. But you will learn channel, channel them, and you you will become uh, wiser and more powerful along along uh, the, along those years. While journeying, you will become wiser, and you will become more aware of all the things that makes you an INFJ. Your quirkiness, your your deep thickness and your your ability to 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 put things into a perspective no one else is capable of and you will become uh, someone who is not only able to uh, share things uh, help other people but uh, lead the way and again this is something uh, the ability to be able to lead the way for other people to to carry the light for them and to help them until they don't need you anymore and and it is a good thing uh, to to tread the path uh, to share a path with someone to tread it with someone and to to help uh, this person uh, getting aware uh, of, of his or her power it's a beautiful thing uh, to 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 be doing in th- in life and uh, in fact uh, you, you must, you must, I insist on that. You must put inside your head that you are enough and you matter. You matter and you are enough. And don't let anybody else telling you otherwise because it will be some kind of person messing with your head. You are aware, you are uh, enough and you matter. And in fact, w- we are energies as, as the, as the rarest ones. Uh, we all have, uh, the potential, uh, to becoming, uh, the weird compassionate complex and unique pollinators of the world because and thanks to our very nature and not despite of it and perhaps the only thing that could stand in our way uh, between us and uh, that prospect is our own gravity. We have to learn uh, to do things maybe in a lighter way, in in a more uh, burdened way, so to speak. Uh, because we, as engineers, we seem to be carrying the, the 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 weight of the world and its its heavy burden over time, on our shoulders and on top of ours, and when in fact we shouldn't why should we uh, we 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 can be compassionate and practice tough love sometimes and, and we we shouldn't be carrying uh the, the world's burden on our shoulders we already have our own so it's not to say that we should be selfish but we should be aware when to be selfish because it's it's survival skills uh, kicking in and we have to be able to make the distinction between those two times the times where we should be uh, helping others and the time where we should be helping others ourselves first and foremost and perhaps it and it is the conclusion of that podcast episode perhaps we we we've got our priorities as the rarest one a bit wrong uh Perhaps we should, uh, as the Japanese uh, writer and samurai from the 17th century uh, Miyamoto Musashi once wrote. Perhaps we should think lightly of ourselves and deeply of the world. And perhaps it is the only thing that stands, as I said, for you know, in the way of our uh, complete. Uh, and utter success, as as the rarest one. And that it's that's it for today, my folks. And as always, I'm grateful for your listening. I'm always grateful for your tuning in each week, and grateful for uh, reaching that uh, essential milestone of one thousand downloads for the INJ Journey podcast. And if you if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, go ahead and share it with your friends. Uh, subscribe to it. Comment on uh, my website www.infjjourney.com and if you like it uh, feel free to review it and and leave uh, a a, a note uh, hopefully 5 out of 5 on Apple Podcasts because it helps me a lot and subscribe on it too if you will and for those of you who wish to support my work uh, go ahead and uh, uh, hit the, uh, the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash infjjourney and uh, read about my new project called The Weather Outside. And also make sure to download your free INFJ Journey Guide and INFJ Action Plan for 2021 and to make uh reserve a time slot on my uh, infjjourney.com coaching page and have uh, make advantage take advantage of uh, half an hour free half an hour uh, infjjourney uh, coaching intuitive coaching sorry and uh, always uh, like always uh, all the links will be in the show notes on the on the Sprout uh, platform. And uh, the next week podcast episode is called uh, Where Is My Soul Tribe? And until next week, take very good care of your rarest INFJ cell. And bye for now.